Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Hey guys, I just want to start this podcast off by saying, um, first I can say podcast, right? Because I just said it wrong, but start the podcast off by saying thank you. It has been a year since I started Show Your Scars podcast and I just have felt really so much love from you guys over almost 28,000 listens now and the amount of reviews, the amount of feedback, the the things you let me know that's helped you from the podcast. It just means so much to me and I read every single note, I read every single review, email, Instagram, whatever it may be and I just um, really appreciate this community and I hope that you guys continue to do that as we continue to grow. I want this to be more about you and who you want to hear from, who you want to know their story or what you want to know about. So make sure you write it in iTunes review and let me know. I'll read all those and kind of see who I can get from those uh, reviews. But just really thank you. It's been a year and it's been wild and, and really it's all been because of you guys and your support. So I hope you're finding as much growth as I have found in the last year. Today we are going to continue our series with Stu Singer and wow, January flew by like crazy and we're already into the first week of February so the first week of the last two months we had Stu on, we're going to continue that here and we really jump into mindfulness and practicing mindfulness. We talked about it last time and we go through a whole session on it today. We start off talking about pain, the different types of pain and how we can use mindfulness to uh, just tap into what is really painful for us and trying to work through that by giving attention to our, our brain and our, our thoughts and then also shifting that intention. So this is a cool podcast. There is a, about eight to 10 minutes in it where Stu leads me through a mindfulness exercise. I want you guys to join along, but I also want to make sure that you're in a safe spot. Make sure you are not driving, you are not somewhere that um, you can't relax. So you could listen to it in the car, but please do not participate until you're kind of in the setup that Stu lets you know about. Your feet planted on the floor, you're comfortable, but uh, not too comfortable to fall asleep and he sets us all up for that. So you can go back and forth and rewind to that spot. But I will let him take over the rest of this and we start out talking a little bit about pain. So here he is, Stu Singer. Welcome back to the podcast, Stu. I am really enjoying having you here once a month. I hope you feel the same way. I I can't wait to talk about a few things today. Love it. Thanks yeah. for having me back. Yeah. So I have gotten a lot of um, feedback from people about your podcasts and actually from my family too, about how it's just helped different members of my family and they find it really interesting. And so it's not only me, like I, I definitely feel like there's a lot of people very interested in what, what we're, we've been talking about. And I kind of want to get into the thick of things right away and start okay. talking about. Let's do um, it something actually that I was just thinking about because, you know, you talk a lot about mindfulness and, and, and 
really getting in tune with what you're thinking. And I was, I have had the like flashbacks of when I was going through major injuries and, or even when I was an athlete and I thought about, um, pain and, you know, I, I deal with a lot of people who are in pain and some of them chronic pain and how you deal with, uh, chronic pain and just the, there's so many different aspects to pain, right? There is like physical pain, like, ouch, I'm in pain because I just had surgery and this really hurts. But there's also a difference of almost, um, you know, I don't know if it's, if I should call it pseudo pain or this pain that like maybe something will hurt me. And is there a difference between the two? And can you help, like, how do you navigate between those when you're working with athletes? Yeah. So the concept of pain is definitely (laughs) complex and it certainly comes up. It's comes up in terms of physical pain. So the pain of the injury itself, but also kind of the emotional pain or discomfort that comes with injury and now figuring out, you know, my identity, my new role. um, How's this, you know, all the different things that come up when, when injury happens. And then there is the concept of the real pain in terms of like, like we discussed prior, you know, if when, you know, when we damage a body part, then there's the trauma to that body part. And then if it is operated on, there's certainly the trauma and of the incision that happens. And so there's going to be swelling and, and, you know, when there's swelling, that means that, you know, things are going to tighten up and, and, you know, there's just going to be pain. There is real pain associated with injury and certainly with surgery. And so where we can kind of help ourselves, though, is in what we would call um, anticipatory pain um, or, or, you know, which is, is, is partly that pseudo pain that you that you mentioned, which is just what do we anticipate this is going to be like? So as an athlete, we sometimes have man today's going to be a brutal, um, conditioning (laughs) training session. Right. Been there. And it it might be right. I mean, it might be hard, put it that way. However, if we are so worked up about it that the night before we don't sleep, um, that morning we are so nervous. We don't eat well because we can't. Um, and we're just sitting there saying this is going to be bad this is going to be bad this is going to be bad the second that it does begin to be uncomfortable or painful we're like see here it is and and it and it can all but tell us we can't do this now because we can get overwhelmed by it if we focus on it like that and so really what we're trying to do is say look let's experience it for what it is Um, most of the time, whatever pain or discomfort we go through, um, in particular, if it's, whether it be training pain or physical therapy pain has a purpose, right? So in training, we, we get into that place because eventually what happens is we, um, grow, right? Our, our body adapts to the, to the discomfort and we can take on even more. So there's a purpose for the discomfort. And even in physical therapy, you can kind of say the same thing that, you know, some of the stuff hurts because we're stretching it or using it or using muscles that have been damaged or that have tightened because of the process. And we're trying to elongate them or strengthen them. 
And so there is discomfort, but it has a purpose. And as we do it more, as we put ourselves into that place of doing it, ultimately that's going to help recovery and move us along. Mm -hmm. So we can either look at the pain and discomfort as this thing that we're trying to escape from, and then hence we dread it. Right. Or we can frame it as I kind of want this, I need this, it's good for me. And when I get on the other side of this, I'll have been, I'm one step closer to whatever it is that I'm trying to get to. So what, again, whether it be in when we're training and we're, you know, able to perform and we're doing something that's painful or when we're in, you know, PT and we're just trying to get back, um, to, you know, to, to healthy again. Uh-huh. And either of those though, on the other side of that discomfort is something good. Right. And, I I mean I having gone through things that are uncomfortable that are painful um not only physically but I think what you mentioned too at the beginning is that emotional pain like it can be painful emotionally to um go through a challenging uh injury and that's an okay thing to have and is that something that we too can use different techniques to be okay with, um, you know, I tell people a a lot, like you, you have to actually sit in the pain and be in the pain and feel the pain in order to find your way out. Like the best way out is always through, I feel like in these things, because if you skirt around it, it's like you, you're almost putting it in this compartment inside your, your heart or wherever you feel that pain. Um, and you're, it's just, just bound to spill out at some point. Yeah. And the thing is, is that when we do that, really what we're saying to ourselves is we can't handle this pain. Mm -hmm. We can't go through it. And then that's limiting, you know, that limits us. Um, It creates limitations and it creates this, you know, everything that I'm talking about goes back to sport performance as well. So, you know, when we sit there and say, I can't ever lose, it really says, I can't handle that. I can't, I cannot handle this. And so by just saying that you're literally telling yourself that you're not capable, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't handle the, and, and that creates a tremendous amount of stress and pressure and anxiety. So the emotional aspect of recovery from injury is if you don't sit there and say, yes, this hurts. Yes, it sucks. Um, there's going to be bad days. I wish this didn't. You can go through the list of things that you wish to be different or that you recognize. And I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I can do today. Yeah. And that's where you're going right through it instead of trying to push it to the side or ignore that the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if, if a rehab is like a, let's say a nine month process, that's a long time to try to deny something. For it's sure. a lot better to come to terms to it, with it, to it. And now let's, let's deal with the reality. Let's mm-hmm. deal with it. Yeah. And, um, what I'm excited for today is we're going to jump into kind of some of this mindfulness training that we've been telling people about for the last couple of months when you and I talk and give them a, a real taste of what that is, because it could be used in the sense of, you know, everything we're just talking about, how to, um, 
be okay with these painful experiences and be mindful of what you're thinking and what you're giving power to. And, um, but, but having the choice of saying, I can, I can do this. Right. Um, so I'm excited. You, you, what? That's a really great way of framing it saying like, what do we give power? Like you almost give power to, to it. Um, when you say, I can't handle you, I can't, I can't deal with you. Um, you're, you're turning your power over to it rather than saying, and it's a powerful thing. Once you, once you recognize it and you name it for what it is, this is hard. Uh, I am, you know, worried about my future, you know, whatever, like once, but once you name it, it becomes a thing. And once it becomes a thing, we can deal with typically anything that we deal with. Right. Without naming that, without accepting that that's what I'm putting my focus on, that's what I'm doing right now, we're kind of powerless to deal with it because we haven't named it. We haven't acknowledged that this is the thing I'm doing. Right. Okay, now what do we do with that thing? It's really interesting. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's weird, but it's powerful once you kind of really see it and accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so lead, lead me through a... Um... You're going to actually be leading me through a mindfulness training. And we, you know, if you're listening, obviously would love for you to take a few minutes of your time too and find a place where you could also do this mindfulness training. Absolutely. And let me, so um, I'm going to force Jordan to be my guinea pig. I'm going to put her through this. I think it will be okay. Um, But let me, for everybody, um, if you've, um, never done mindfulness. I want to set this up just a little bit for you and, and including you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and I want you to think in specifically for this one, we're going to kind of go through the concept of, of discomfort and pain. And so <clears throat> Jordan, you are, uh, you do yoga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm a, you know, massive fan. I think it has all sorts of great, um, properties for why it is effective for athletes and, yeah. and for anyone actually doesn't, you know, um, whether it be just purely from, from a, you know, flexibility standpoint or from a core strength standpoint or from a recovery standpoint, all of those things are, are absolute benefits mm-hmm. saying that one of the most powerful benefits is the connection to the mind, um, and, and our breathing. Mm-hmm. And so in yoga and for anybody that's never, done it. Um, you know, there are moments in yoga that you're in a pose and poses can sometimes be uncomfortable. So I'm a big fan of yoga and I'm the most, um, non-flexible human being alive. So I have many poses that make, that are painful for me. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're in this pose and the instructor's telling you to hold the pose and your body's almost to the point of shaking sometimes, depending upon the pose. And what you find and what the instruction typically is, is focus in on your breath, Mm -hmm. pay attention to your breathing. And so when you shift your attention from my God, this hurts. And when is it going to be done? When can I get out of this? And instead you give all of your attention to just my inhale and my exhale. All of a sudden what you find is the muscles loosen up just a little bit. And that discomfort that you're in may not completely go away, but does it 
minimize and it absolutely does and you're able to hold that pose a little bit longer sometimes even go a little bit deeper into the stretch so for this mindfulness session i want you to kind of think in those terms that what we're actually trying to do is so deeply focus on one place of attention that we lose ourselves in that focus okay and what you'll find is all the other chatter the noise that's always kind of running through our head is actually doesn't have to be um and so when that happens, you realize some of the discomfort that we put ourselves through is literally our voice saying, please end this. This is so bad. You know, all those types of things. And when we do that, um, that creates more pain. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. So you ready to get started? Yep. All right. So first thing I want you to do is just close your eyes. Get nice and comfortable, yet be upright and engaged. And the very first thing that we do is we do uh, deep centering breaths, which I call six, one, seven breaths. And the reason I call it six, one, seven is simply this. You're just going to count in in the inhale through the nose for a count of six. And then you're going to pause for a count of one, hold it. And then you're going to go completely out with the exhale through your mouth for a count of seven. So go ahead and start in through the nose for a count of six. We're going to pause at the top of that for a count of one, and then a full exhale through the mouth for a count of seven. All right, let's do an, one more. And what we're really trying to do is fill up the belly, not so much the chest, but the belly. You should feel your rib cage expand and your chest rise as we open up our stomachs uh, in the inhale. And let's do one more deep 617 breath. Okay, now what I want you to do is just find your regular rhythm of your breath. Just normal inhale and exhale. Does not have to be too long or too short. Just find whatever feels most comfortable and normal for you. And all I want you to do is give all of your attention to the inhale and the exhale. Anything that we discussed earlier no longer exists. Anything that we have to do later afterwards is irrelevant. All you're trying to do is give your total and complete attention to your inhale and then your exhale. And what you may find is that your mind begins to wander. It might go to the past, might go to the future, may go to random things. All I want you to do is if you find your mind has wandered, become aware of it, come back to your breath, 
without any judgment. You're not good at this. You're not bad at this. It's not waste of your time. Doesn't none of those thoughts matter. All we're trying to do is become aware when our mind wanders. Become aware of it. Return to our breath without judgment. Single place of attention. It's actually okay if our mind wanders because each time that our mind wanders, we become aware of it and we bring it back. That's like doing another rep. That's how you build mental muscle. The ability to re refocus our attention back to that single place of focus, back to our breath. is a powerful skill. If it's easier for you, you can say one in your head on the inhale and two on the exhale. Each time you catch your mind wander and bring it back to your breath without judgment is another rep. That's the way you build that mental muscle. Now for a moment, I want you to let go of focusing on your breath and I want you to focus now on your body. Feel any sensation, including any discomfort, anything that's stiff, sore, or even anything that may itch at the moment. And we're not gonna move, we're gonna stay in it. And just give your attention to anything that comes up in your body. And what I want you to do is instead of feeling like you need to scratch an itch or to move something that feels a little bit stiff, I now want you to come back to just focusing on your breath. You don't need to move anything. You don't need to escape anything. Just allow yourself to shift your attention from the body back to your breath. 
the inhale and your exhale. What we find is when we don't keep telling ourselves that we need to do something about it, we need to change it, that actually when we shift our attention to the to our back to our breath, that usually the discomfort or the pain or the itch kind of just melt into the background. They're not as intense. Just stay with your breath now for a little bit longer. Again, each time your mind wanders off to another place, just bring it back to your breath without judgment. All right, when you're ready, I want you to feel your feet touching the floor. Bring your thoughts back to the room and go ahead and open up your eyes. Hmm. How you doing? Good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's, it's so interesting, too, even within those few minutes, how much you become aware of thoughts earlier in the thought process. Like I had a few things come up right away about what am I doing later today or something like that. And by the end, when I, when the thought was coming in, I almost felt like it was like getting batted away. Like, Nope. Yeah. Like it yeah. was the pro that it would stop it a little I bit see sooner. You yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I always feel like when I, when I do it myself, that the first couple minutes are, I, I equate it to like the first couple miles of a run. Yeah. Like typically for me, the first couple miles of a run are the worst. Um, my body's not warmed up. It's, mm -hmm. and then, you know, you hit this point in the run, you know, a few miles in and the body's warmed up, you kind of get into a rhythm and actually it's, it's almost easier to get to miles four five, six, whatever that you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, than it is the first couple miles because you're not warmed up yet. And for me, mindfulness is the same way. The first couple minutes, I, it's a, it's a little bit more work and then you kind of hit that sweet spot where you're like, okay, and I see it come and bang. It's, it's almost like it doesn't, right. it doesn't up you as much. Yeah. You get, deeper into it yeah um yeah it's really interesting and like interesting too. what my brain like I I don't even feel like I and this might be really a weird thing but I felt like I could see a table and like I was sitting at this table and it was just all white like everything was white and I just was like not allowing any but anything to fill my table up so nice yeah strange thing yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of no it's kind of it. um 
it's an interesting thing. You know, I find myself going back and forth between different, um, I kind of want to call them more like sensations almost, but, but visions as well yeah. when, when I'm doing it. So sometimes I'll, I'll be on my breath, but at the same time, I'm kind of also connected to like where my body's touching the chair that I'm in. Yeah. Maybe cause I'm sitting and at that, the kitchen table. Maybe that's why it was like here, yeah. like I'm here, but like everything was right blank. here. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I think all of that stuff is another way of saying how much. So we go through life. Um, the studies say at 50%, I actually think it's higher than that. 50% of the time we're on autopilot, meaning that we're engaged enough to know what is in front of us and what we're doing, but we're not truly engaged. So it's almost the equivalent of like daydreaming. Hmm. That's interesting. And, and so, so I would call it more like if you've ever been driving somewhere and you kind of lose, you know, you're like, you're like, I'm home now. Yeah. Like I'm home. And you, you were so into whatever you were thinking about, so deep into it that you don't remember the drive. Yeah. Now, clearly, you were you were aware enough that you must have hit the brake. You <laughs> must have gas, right? You came to stops. You, you didn't hit anybody. So, like, you, there was enough awareness that you were able to, to get there. Right. But you really didn't pay attention to much. And, unfortunately, we go through at minimum of 50% of our day. And I would argue it's higher than that. Yeah. Um, in a similar way. Hmm. And so this eight minutes that we did, I believe it was about eight minutes. Um, is like, whoa, think how many thoughts and how many times your mind went different places and you had to bring it back. But when you pay attention, you're like, wow, I can see now how often that happens. And here's the powerful part. And here's why, I teach this for, you know, all my clients um, and why I think it's just so powerful for anybody that's trying to perform in any way, um, whether it be through, you know, on the field related stuff, on the court related stuff, whatever, or, or in PT or our rehab is, is to kind of become truly aware of where our mind goes. And here's the really cool part that it doesn't have to go there. We don't have. We don't have to follow it. You know, when I was giving you the instruction, become aware and now return it to that single place of focus. That's you saying, yeah, I could go down this bad path and mm-hmm. it may not have been bad. It may have just been like, what's for dinner tonight? Yeah. <laughs> but but it's not where it was supposed to be. Right. And so you, when you're able to do that, all of a sudden you're building that skill of saying no it makes sense that my mind is going to tell me today's going to be painful. Today's going to hurt. Today's going to be a difficult, um, you know, rehab session. And I don't have to follow that thought. I don't have to follow it. It's really powerful right here, right now. Mm -hmm. Let's get through this exercise that they're having me do period. There is no more. There is no less. Let's just get through that. And the cool part is if we practice this daily, the strength, remember I had mentioned like building mental muscle, Uh the mental muscle is being built to be able to do that more often and more easily. And so if you practice it, you get better at that. 
you get better at that, it becomes easier and it becomes, it starts to form its own circuitry and habit so that it's relatively easy to do. Neuroplasticity, right? There it is. Yes. Look at you. I love that word. I think oh, it, yeah. That's it. Our that's brains it. are just, our brains are so remarkable. Remarkable. And it makes so, total sense to me that when you're rehabbing your body in such a way, especially after, a, you know, a traumatic injury, that you would also need to rehab your brain and say, okay, my pathways were maybe going this way and this is what my brain, my brain was going from here to here and it just needs to reroute a little bit. And I have to teach it that that reroute is good and that it's, it's healthy for me and that it's going to be okay. And, um, and just like your muscle gets bigger as you go to PT more, that that pathway gets wider and larger and easier for that to happen. Absolutely. I mean, literally 100%, it's the same concept and it's exactly how it works. And the really cool part is each rep makes it easier to do the next rep. In fact, you could probably, um, I, I'm, I'm not 100% on how it worked for you today mm -hmm. personally, but I would say that the reason it even got easier from the first minute to the close to the end was literally because you had already now, okay, I got this. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm supposed to do. Right. And so you started to develop that habit within an eight-minute period of time. Yeah. So now, go ahead. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, certainly daily practice, that's, you know, that's not to suggest that one session by any stretch is going to make right. any people don't experience much. Uh, I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to overpromise. Um, it is it is like exercise in that as well. Um, you could go out for the a great three mile run today. But if you haven't if you didn't run, you know, the last year and <laughs> don't run for another year, I don't care how great that three mile run was. It's not really changing your physical conditioning. Yeah. It's, it's about the, you know, the, the structure and the, and sticking to a, a plan and, and doing it over a period of time. Right. And, and speaking of that, I want to, hopefully we can swing back around and keep, continue this going where, you know, the first of every month we're, we're putting out a podcast with you and I, talking through some of these different mindfulness techniques. And, um, is this something, you know, if I note to people, you know, here's, if you go back to minute 14 of the podcast through minute 21 or whatever those, that span of minutes was that they could go back and do that, um, every day, would it be, would it be effective even though it's the same thing for them to do that daily? So first of all, the quick answer is yes. Um, it, they could, um, I also have my own app. I can't remember if we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we have not. a little bit the first, the first episode we did together. Um, my, my app is called do so D O S O one word. Um, it's only in the app store at this point. Um, and, and it has multiple sessions, um, 28, I think different sessions. Um, there are certainly other apps out there as well. Um, you know, I, I like a little bit of variety to it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, the ability, I mean, a lot of there's, there's certainly people who do it without any kind of, that's called guided 
you know, mindfulness meditation right. that we just did. Um, there's people that just do it on their own. They can, you know, talk themselves through it and take themselves through it without listening to anything. Um, and so it certainly can be done. So right. the answer is yes. They, okay. they that they can do something that's a little bit different, but yeah, it's, it's all effective. It's, it's I like when you say do something, it's do so something. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that smart. Now that, that's actually you doing that. I, I didn't. Come up with that. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah. And I, I will absolutely link your, um, app in the show notes so people can do that. But I think it would be cool too, to do a different, you know, just a variance on it the next time we talk to just another, just to give people, you know, some, some people will get it and that's great. And some people will need a little bit more time and that's fine too. I think like it's, it's not about when or if you feel like this is going to help you. It's, it's trying it and giving it a chance to see if it's something that you could use in, in your, um, you know, recovery process. Yeah, I mean, the research right now is pretty powerful that mindfulness practice will help um, stress, anxiety. It'll help you with um, clarity of focus. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty powerful at this point, the research. What the research is also really clear on is that it's really hard to stay in practice. Mm-hmm. Um what happens is people do it for a period of time and then they're, ah, you know, this got in the way or that gets in the way. And then all of a sudden they're not doing it. And so, um, you know, which I guess is very similar to eating well, uh, and and exercising all the time. You know, we know that those things are good for us. Um, the hard part is sticking to them and, and, you know, so it's, it's about creating the time and the habit for it. Um, but it, it's pretty pretty clear at this point the research is, is is in and it is effective and powerful. Yeah, cool. Well, I can't wait till next session. And um, I had I thought this was awesome. So thank you so much, Stu. Oh, my pleasure. Love it. Practice. That is all it is. Mindfulness is a practice, and I have uh, been doing mindfulness. You know, not consistently. Consistently, even Stu mentions if you don't do it consistently, it's hard to make it effective. So that eight minutes was challenging for me at the beginning, and then I started to find my way because I probably still have those those pathways. That neuroplasticity came back a little bit quicker for me, but it's still challenging every single time and it's not going to be easy just like this journey it's not going to be easy but how cool if you complement your physical rehab with a mental rehab like mindfulness really get to know how your brain works and use it effectively in whatever you do it'll help you when you get back to sport it'll help you in school it'll help you with your job with your family and relationships just knowing how to recognize the thoughts that come into your brain. So I really thank Stu for his continued help with us and leading us through the mindfulness practice today. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that there's things from it that you can bring into your week this week and it will positively affect how your journey is going. I hope you always remember too that we're proud of you here at Show Your Scars that you're scarred but you're not broken so go out there show your scars with pride and just attack the week all right can we make a deal let's go attack the week